Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Ended up in law school for like a lot of the reasons that most people end up in law school. Like I'm Muslim, I'm Arab, my community has been targeted a lot in like really terrible ways and sort of, right, the solution always seems to be like, oh, go to the lawyers. The lawyers will fix this, right? right. Um, and so then it became something I wanted to do, but... Law school is really expensive. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And particularly like within elite law schools, it's this whole weird vortex of like privilege and power and prestige and like chasing these things. Mm -hmm. And it's just been very difficult to figure out like what I actually want to do. That's Samea. She's a 20-something law student. She's incredibly smart and driven. And thanks to both those traits, she's attending an elite graduate school. But there is something else about Samea that is very important to know. She has got a strong social justice streak running through her. She has ideals and morals and cares very, very deeply about making a positive impact in the world. Which is hard when the striving environment around her feels like it's pushing her to sell out. And this isn't just something a socially conscious law student goes through. It's something I've faced. You know, how do you hold on to who you are and what you believe in the face of competing expectations of your peers, your family, your school, your, your society, self, your society, <laughs> aliens, everyone? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to put on a person. Yes, it is too much. And, you know, look, we're not lawyers. We know nothing about the law world. But I do think we can offer some help in this situation. Let's get to it. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jelenta Greenberg. In each episode of this show, we distill our extensive knowledge of self-help into one key idea. It's not about figuring out what you're doing wrong and then fixing that. It's more about learning to see yourself in a whole new light and to see that you are already enough. With that in mind, we help a listener tackle a predicament in their life with a prescription of self-love steps. We get to eavesdrop as they follow our advice for two weeks. Or don't follow our advice, which is awesome because look, we're not doctors, we're not experts, we're not even lawyers. And our guests are allowed to have their own opinions on our advice and question us all along the way. Yes, because at the end of the day, we're not trying to get them to give up who they are for us. We just want to help them get acquainted with the fabulous person we all see. Because we love you. And so can you. All right, Jolenta. So we have two weeks to help Samea start figuring out her future. Uh, question, Kristen. We're not future seers, are we? Like, do we know <laughs> what's in our futures? How are we going to be like, wham, bam, two weeks future, go? I mean, I do think we have some idea of where we're headed, but I think that's actually the point. You don't need to figure it all out when you're staring down graduation. Mm. I'm not the same person I was when I graduated from college or my first graduate program or my second one for that matter. What? My goals are different now. 
I'm glad you're saying that because uh, I am definitely still defining what my goals are, what I want my future to look like, and I, uh, I've i got more than a couple years on Samaya. That's totally fine. But before we start thinking too much about our futures— mm, Good. I'm starting to panic. <laughs> let's get a little more intel from Samaya. Here's the nomination tape her friend Maya sent us. Hi, my name is Maya. I want to nominate my friend Samaya for We Love You. Um, I think she's uh, having a lot of trouble now. She's at an elite law school, and she's just worrying a lot about the future and what she's going to do. I mean, I think she'll work it out um, really well. I think she's, she's going to be amazing. But I think she's really worried about it and could really use um, some advice and someone to talk to. Okay, so it sounds like Maya can see that Samea's got all the tools for this. She just needs some help seeing it, too. After hearing that, what we needed next was to sit down with Samea and Maya in person. We met up one afternoon on a hot summer day, and once we got settled into our chairs, Samea tried to explain what was at the heart of her predicament. Okay, I have access to, like, these truly ridiculous things. And how to use that access in a way that, like, feels ethical and good and okay mm-hmm. um, and not end up sort of losing any moral grounding in that process. Ah, <laughs> That makes yes. a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> how do you keep your path and not get distracted by, like, your environment's, like, very forceful path? Yeah. And, like, if they align sometimes, that's awesome. But, like, how do you keep your goals in mind when the world around you is obsessed with different goals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So is your concern that maybe after a couple of years in this very prestigious program that you're in, that you may no longer have your eyes on the social justice prize and you may also want to become uh, money and status focused? Um, It's, okay, so I guess I'll explain like one process that I'm in the middle of to like mm-hmm. contextualize this. So I'm applying to be on the journal, which is just uh, an academic publication, right? Right. Um, And the whole, there's like this weird, intricate, complicated application process, which everyone does, including me, not because they want to or because we care deeply about academic scholarship, but because a lot of judges will look at who's on the journal to decide who clerks for them. And, um, right, and you want that. But it's, it's like this weird problem, right? Because our school is like maybe 50% people of color. And I remember walking into that exam and it was maybe 30% people of color and 30% women. And we're about 50-50, right? Ooh. And it's it, sort of this heart of this weird problem of like, okay, this is something that everyone is solely doing for the prestige and for the access to power. And like, right, to some degree, you have to play the game, yeah. right? Yeah. And the only people, right? And and it's like this weird thing I'm trying to navigate between playing the game and like how messed up that is. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that if I'm not playing the game, right? Like the wrong uh, person might. Yeah. And like exactly. spots in the game are limited. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's like a total double-edged sword. Yeah. Oof. That's a tough one. What do you want to get out of this process with us? Yeah. Like a better ability to sort of tell nonsense from real things and like yeah to right because it is like i think that was the thing that surprised me the most is like all this messaging that's like getting into my head and i didn't even realize how much it was affecting the way in which i thought like what's an appropriate goal like what's 
it's so weird, right? Because you wouldn't think about it, but it's like at like these elite schools, like having ambition openly is seen as a bad thing, which is like wild. Because how would you end up here? Yeah, either <laughs> like, like you have to be that. incredibly ambitious to go to an Ivy League law school <laughs> or yeah. well-connected parents. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, yeah. And so, and that I think really got to me as like, and I started sort of tamping down on my ambitions and like limiting what I said and what I wanted to do. And I think trying to figure out a way to like be more resilient against yeah. that. Maya, we're going to bring you into this now. Yes. All right, Maya, how do you know Samea? Um, I've been friends with Samea, like really good friends. Um, oh my God, I'm actually not sure. Three, four years, something yeah, like that. that sounds right. Um, yeah, and uh, Samea has been like the kind of friend who, when you're having a mental breakdown, you text for me for like a while now. Um, and yeah, she's just like an amazing person. How do you see <laughs> Samea's situation now? Um, I mean, I think it's really interesting because I feel like, like simultaneously, I feel like you're in the perfect place for you but also really not <laughs> mm. um, because I've just seen you be like so hard on yourself and you have such incredibly high goals that it seems like you're in a place where you could actually achieve all this stuff. But it's also like, it seems a little bit like you're kind of self-destructing out of panic a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would you say Samia tends to sometimes panic or be too hard on herself? Well, I definitely think you're too hard on yourself, but at the same time, you being hard on yourself has like put you into an Ivy League law school. Mm. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't know uh, how to like really parse that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. She's she's driven and hard on herself, and sometimes those feel like the same thing. But like, she could work on differentiating them. Yeah. What would you want Samea to get out of this whole situation? And by the situation, I mean, what would you like Samea to get out of being on We Love You with me and Jolenta? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, um, that's interesting. I, I, think, uh, I think it would be really good if you just had a good time. Because <laughs> I think you put so much pressure on yourself that you don't do that a lot. Or... When when you do have a good time, you're like putting pressure on yourself to have a good time, to like do the most good yes. times. <laughs> oh my gosh. This better be a level 10 fun experience, no, not level seven. I, my husband does that. You do that sometimes too, where it's like, well, if we're going to have fun, like we have to like eat all the right fun things and like wear the right fun clothes and like that's going to be the most fun. What do you do now when you feel yourself sort of getting carried away or you you worry you're getting a little directionless? Like, how do you sort of center yourself or do you have a, a coping mechanism for that right now? Yeah, so uh, the reason I'm making faces is because I have been so burnt out for mm. the past six weeks that I like wasn't, I've never had issues sleeping before. I wasn't sleeping properly, like nothing was working and that doesn't, happen to me mm -hmm. usually uh, or like it will but not to that degree um and i called my therapist and she was like you need to start cooking at home and cleaning your apartment mm -hmm. and not going out with friends as a distraction and like i'm very much an extrovert but there's a difference between like hanging out with people as a distraction right mm -hmm. and hanging out with people because you care about them yeah uh and and i've been doing that and my sleeping has gotten better and but also <laughs> 
I've gotten really, one of my dear friends got me really into K-pop and the K-pop group BTS. Well, yeah. Uh, because, and I mean, yeah. come on. Um, also like very, scientifically not unlikable. No, like, <laughs> very important. And so that's sort of been like, I'll watch like a video or something before I go to bed and it's like a nice, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I've been uh, not doing the best at coping mechanisms lately. Well, that's how we left Samea and Maya, K-pop as a coping mechanism. This is going to be a tough one. I mean, can you blame her? I, I'm overwhelmed just hearing about what overwhelms her. But I do think this conversation really helped us gain some perspective about where Samea is coming from. By the end of our first conversation with her, Samea already was clarifying the things that she was actually working through right now. And here's how she put it. I love this. I'm really struggling with figuring out basically how to deal with all of the external pressures coming in, telling me like what I should do. And also the reality of like the crippling debt telling me what I should do and finding my own way and my own path through all of that while sticking to my ideals. Now, this is something we can work with and hopefully help with. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in school, but when Samea described to us what her school is like and what the students are like, it felt familiar. You know, probably a third of the school mm-hmm. is like has pretty either parents who are lawyers or like, you know, significant connections. Um, and and that's part of what's so disorienting is you're getting this message of like power and prestige and all these things don't matter from people who have it. Ugh, that is a frustrating thing that I've also seen happen in all of the male-dominated fields I've ever worked Mm -hmm. in, which are all of them. (laughs) You know, I think it's just easier for some of our institutions to see the inherent value of of people that look a certain way or are a certain sex or have a certain type of body. Yeah, and that means pressure to perform and pressure to sometimes work twice as hard to even get noticed. So imagine that Samea is under this stress in the context of one of the country's most elite law schools. It's pressure on top of pressure on top of pressure. But there's something else going on here, too. I'm a woman of color with, like, first-gen American. This path wasn't made for me. And... It's never going to be made for me. Like, it's just not... Everything I've done has had necessarily been about building a new path because I don't have one, right? I don't have the path of, oh, your parents went to this elite institution and now you get legacy and now all of your parents were lawyers and have connections at these law firms and can do all that. None of that has ever been true. Oof, I've Mm. been that woman of color with no connections, Jolenta, and I think it makes it even scarier to have to make big career decisions. She has to work that much harder to make space for herself in an elite law school or just in the world in general. And she knows there's not, like, a network of people there that are going to have her back the way some people already have set up in in these institutions. Well, it's been a few days since we met with Samea and Maya, and I think we might be ready to call up Samea and deliver this prescription. What do you think, Jolenta? I think that is such a good idea. Hello? Hello. Hello. So, Samea, are you ready for your week one prescription? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right. Step one, throw yourself into your worst case scenario. Take a closer look at what's at the heart of your stress. Figure out your worst case scenario and sit with it. Imagine every bad thing that could happen and then write out how you would come through that scenario just fine. Right. I do this myself. It truly helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you don't sound too excited, Samea, but maybe <laughs> step two will feel less daunting. Okay. Write your mission statement. You have big ambitions, but you don't want to lose your ideals and the goals and priorities of the world around you. So, write out a mission statement that encapsulates those ideals so you can refer back to them. Got it. Now, step three. Figure out your roadmap. Think of all the different paths that could take you to your goal. Explore them all and find a route that you think makes sense for you. Think about all the milestones you want to hit and celebrate along the way. And keep checking all of these paths against your mission statement. Make sure they track. Once you have this written or drawn out, you can tamp down your worry a little bit because you know where you want to head. Got it. I think the roadmap's going to be the toughest. It might be tough, but I am very, very sure you can handle it. Oh, so am I. And you know what? That's all you have to do for week one. It's not that bad, right? Okay, that's not, yeah, that's not terrible. Uh, not terrible. Hey, <laughs> I love it. Not good, but not terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually really relieved to hear her say it's not terrible because... I don't want this process to be another thing for Samea to beat herself up about. Yes, that's that's exactly the opposite of what we would like to happen here. You know, she's super busy on top of law school. She's moving. She's working a bunch of jobs. And I'm, I'm very glad she doesn't see us as just another stressor in her life. Yeah, we're not here to torture. We're here to help. And we'll find out if we're actually helping or not after this break. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Okay, we are back, and it is time to hear Samea's audio diaries from week one. Yes, and remember, Samea is living by three steps this week. And first up, she sent us this audio diary from step three, figuring out your roadmap. Now, she worked really hard on this one, and she thought deeply about what jobs she might want. Three options, right? Big law, 
which is like corporate policy work, probably for the IRS or the Treasury or something, and then a public interest fellowship. And how many years it would take to get to each position. Clerkships hire two years out, and the earliest I can apply for a clerkship is next summer. So that would mean that I would work for a year and then do a clerkship. So that's level two. Okay. is we're going to do clerkship versus no clerkship. There are tons of details in this audio diary. And she was talking all this through with her friend Maya. At one point, Maya stopped her to ask a really important question. How many of these do you have any experience with? Uh, I mean, litigation I'm doing this summer. Government litigation I'm doing this summer. It doesn't, it's horrible to say, but it doesn't matter because it's sort of assumed that you're not going to have experience. Okay. Um, at least for, like, big law, they don't expect you to know oh, anything. I was thinking more, like, are oh, any trying. of these, like, do you actively know that you like this? That oh. this is, like, because, like, yeah. if you, like, absolutely hate doing something, then... Um, I don't do it. <laughs> I There are certain people who can, but I can't, yeah. Oh, Maya, snap, snap, snaps. Wah, wah, wah. Good point. What's most important about this process is that Samea is thinking about what she wants. Yes, Samea spends a lot of time thinking about what everyone around her wants. Peers, family, school. I love that she's taking the time to consider her own wants and what she could see herself doing with her future. Absolutely. So, Jolenta, should we move on to Samea's audio diary from step one? Yes, please. That's the one where she immersed herself in thinking about her worst-case scenario. Samea got some bad news on top of everything else. You might remember from our first conversation that she mentioned applying for a position at an academic journal on campus. Well, she didn't get it. But listen to her perspective on it. She sent us this really interesting audio diary. Not only did I get a rejection from something that was important to me, but I also got trapped on the subway during the metro blackout. So that was great. Um, but I think it's uh, it's something I'm sending in anyway and doing a voice diary about because, like, in terms of worst-case scenarios and in terms of road mapping, like, not getting this is in some ways a worst-case scenario. But, like, I don't know, like... Even thinking about it, it frees up so much more of my time to work on this amazing paper I'm working on with my friend. And, like, it would have made my life easier, but it also would have involved me doing a bunch of nonsense that I really don't want to do in order to, like, get to some end point. You know, she sat with that situation and realized Maybe it was for the better. That's Mm. kind of exactly what we were hoping for. Yes. Yes. Ugh. So exciting. And that leaves us with just one more step for Samaya's week one to check in with. And that was step two, where she had to write a mission statement. Yes. And she had a hard time with this one. She did. Um, It's a really tough step. I do this, you know, every few years as a comedian to make sure, you you know, I'm on track with what I want to be putting out in the world. You know, distill your goals and purpose into one or two sentences. That's a big ask. Um, And so I told her I would help with this. And she sent me an audio diary where she thought really, really deeply about her family's legacy in Algeria and what that means to her now and how she wants to carry it on. Yeah, she recorded herself talking about her grandparents and their roles during the war and in the aftermath and their rebellious, idealistic nature. Here's where she ended. 
when I think about what is my job in the world, a lot of that job is continuing on this familial legacy and this familial name and understanding what it means to have that name. Um, and understanding that, you know, there's a burden that comes with it. There's things that my grandparents, that everyone's expecting of me. Okay, that's it for now. Oh, Jolenta, did you give her some advice? Uh, no, Kristen, I didn't. I just got her email and was like, I'm going to let this rot. <laughs> Bye, Samantha. Of course, I wrote her back. <laughs> um, at the beginning of her audio diary, she mentioned a quote from an imam that really spoke to her, and I, I found it to be really inspirational, too. May we be the reason that people have hope in this world and never the reason that someone may dread it. Oh, I thought that was really, really so beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. So I took that and a few other ideas I got from her audio diary. And then I sent her some ideas for how to turn all of these amazing stories from her family history and ideals that she wants to carry on from her family uh, into her own words and into an actual mission statement. Well, should we give Samaya a call and see what she ended up writing then? I am Truly dying to know what she ended up with. Let's do it. Hi. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. Well, we should get straight to it then, Samea. We were just listening to your audio diary about your mission statement. Yes. Where did you land on that? Could you could you read us what you came up with? Maybe paraphrase anything? Share? Uh, to be a force of justice in the world by maintaining my familial history and inherited morals to fight for a better world. Because mm. she has such a family history of, yes, like, of course, like of justice, like and justice and rebels and like fighting yes. for causes, regardless of like the society around you and what it's saying and like yeah. trusting your heart. <laughs> and yeah. like just trying to bring good to the world. Yeah, I would change the word maintain for honor instead mm-hmm. because this is really oh, about honoring I like them. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not like keeping the refrigerator tidy. You're like <laughs> honoring honor. a legacy. Yes. Yeah. Sumeya, you have been doing so much hard work. Where did that leave you this week? What were you thinking about? Did it change any perspectives, give you any new ideas? I talked to um well, we were talking sort of about law school stuff, and my supervisor was like, yeah, you know, I remember being in there and thinking that, like, everything mattered so much. And then you get out here and you're like, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's good advice. I, I would argue that that's true for um, most of the things that we're told when we're under 25 mm-hmm. in like, life. Or unless mo- you're most staying of the school things that in academia, taught. no one cares. Yes. And nope. academia yeah. is such a weird little microcosm anyway. No offense, academia. You guys yes. are great. You write lots of things I like to think about. But yes. y'all have some warped little worlds you live in. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Well, I think one of the more interesting things that I kind of realized while I was road mapping was basically that all of the like big things taking up my mind right now would all be things that would last like four, three years. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it wasn't like by the point I got like five years out from law school, it was just kind of like, Oh, I can do whatever I want regardless of whatever. Like it was all yeah. like kind of like, you started at one point, and then there were, like, different branches, but it all kind of ended up in the same place anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. that. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. There are many yeah. ways out of school to figure out what you're doing. And and I don't I don't necessarily think like every way you pick will lead to like completely different careers because you are you're you no matter where you are and you have your goals no matter where you are. So I, I think you can trust yourself yeah, even in this environment that makes you question yourself a little. All right. So um after this week, does um, do you feel ready to go into the next week? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, good, because we have your week two prescription for you right here. Starting with step four, find new role models. All the pressure you're dealing with can feel isolating, Samea. It can feel like everyone else just glides through without a care in the world, but so many other people have dealt with the same stresses you're dealing with. So read a profile or listen to an interview. See if there's any inspiration you can draw from their stories. We want you to look at people like America Ferreira, Ken Jeong, Jhumpa Lahiri, Sonia Sotomayor, people who have faced challenges, who maybe come from first-generation families, who faced expectations that were different than the path they ended up taking. Okay. All right. Step five. Turn your stress into productivity. You know, all of that anxious energy you have inside of you can be used for good. So we want you to make a list of quick two-minute tasks and 10-minute tasks. You know, things like making your bed, washing the dishes, even just taking a shower. Then refer back to this list when you're feeling stress coming on or like you need to keep yourself busy. Do something productive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Step six, start a cool kids club. You found some kindred spirits at law school, and we want you to lean on this group and have fun doing it. Start an email thread, group text, or an in-person meetup so you and those friends with shared ideals and concerns can help each other and have fun. Enjoy the fact that you're all smart, fantastic people who are going to change the world for the better. That sounds good. I feel like that one will be... Kind of the weirdest, because, like, yeah. I have, we have, like, a group chat, and we actually are all going to maybe do a Skype session soon, because we're all in different, that's part of the thing is we're all in different cities. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I would have to, but there are other people who I, like, want to be closer to who are in New York, mm-hmm. so I could maybe use that instead of, like, this already established group is, like, oh, here are some people who, like, yes. I know I would be cool with, but I just haven't yeah. put in the energy yet. You know what? We have no doubt your friends will be happy when you do. Definitely. You're not in this alone, and we're just here to help you do what you already know how to do. So literally remind you that we love you. Yes, and, <laughs> and so, so can you. Oof, and on that very corny note, we left Samaya to go live her second week of her prescription. Jolenta, the thing I love about Samaya's first week is that she started to sound a little less doom and gloom about mm. everything. Am I wrong? Totally. Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she was starting to gain some real perspective and realize that maybe this big, stressful future was something she has some control over. Well, I very much hope that she keeps finding those bright spots in week two. Well, we'll find out right after this break. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. 
Get your strip on. Use as directed. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We are back, and it's time to start listening to Samea's audio diaries from week two. First up, we have her step five, where she took all her anxious energy and turned it into something productive. Yeah, and I know for me, sometimes just getting that first task done can help me set a path to keep doing those things that are good for me. That's what happened with Samea this week. Now that I have cleaned to some degree, I feel enough energy to actually cook myself some real food. I have eggs, and I have rice, and I have bok choy, and so I can do, like, a fried rice thing, which is the plan, Um, and that's better than not eating dinner, which was my original plan. Uh, That sounds delicious, and I wish she would have invited us over. Mm -hmm. But I'm also so, so glad that she took the initiative to actually cook herself that dinner. It seems small, but to me, it really feels like progress. Considering when we met her, her therapist was like, hey, remember to take a shower. Yeah. If the therapist says it's good, we say it's good. All right. We're therapists now. (laughs) Oh, no. No, wait. We never are. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I really want to hear about her step six, the cool kids club. So do I. Now, she sent us this audio diary that she recorded with her friend Caroline. So let's take a listen. Okay. So we're watching BTS make a really terrible music video for Spinebreaker. It's great. Okay. I'm just going to keep recording this. Now, I know that this might just sound like frothy fun. After all, you know, that's what K-pop is. But not to worry, the froth led to some serious talk. Turns out that Samea's fellow law student, Caroline, needed some advice. And what Samea told her is maybe what she could have been telling herself all along. Oh, yeah. (sighs) But I think last night it'll be fine. I'll just do what I can. You'll be great. And if you don't get a job at a big law firm this summer... I you can, can get still one next summer. Yeah, exactly. Well, not next summer because then you'll be graduating. Oh yeah, but and one hopes. But you can still get one. one. Um, yeah, because it's really not that hard. I think for me, like I, I've had so many things in my life where like I really wanted some outcome to happen, and then something else happened, and I didn't think it was going to be good, but it ended up being like the right thing. Right. So I'm trying to remember like. The only reason I'm going into big law is because I need to not be in debt. Like, I think all, of these like firms, all of our decisions. Yeah, all of these firms pay the same amount. So, like, as long as I can... Yeah, right, like, I'll be getting money. As long as I can, like, not be miserable, um, I'm good. Yeah, and I'm honestly, good. the less elite, prestigious ones are, are probably going to have better quality of life. Okay, Kristen, I think we should be asking Samaya for advice now. Um, did you hear how she just casually reassures her friend that, you know, the future's yours to figure out. Don't worry about it. I know, I know. And I also love what happened at the end here. Thank you, Henley. I will. All of this wise, wise advice. You're, you're welcome. As I'll try to keep track of it when I'm actually doing stuff. Okay. Yes, and when you are going for your interview, I will give you the same spiel. And I will remind you how worthy you are of all of the love and affection that you deserve. This is exactly what we were hoping for. A little bit of peer support through this really isolating and frustrating time, along with some giggles and music. 
you know, it sounds like she she's kind of getting this and hitting her stride. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like our work is done here, Jolenta. But uh, not really. There's one more step oh, we need right. to hear about. <laughs> Duh, step four, find new role models. She jumps all over the place, and I like it. She keeps me on my toes. Uh, I wonder what Samaya did with that step. Can we call her up and chat about it? I think we should. Lindsay, can you get her on the phone? Hello. Hello. Samaya, how are you? Very tired, but that's to be expected. Well, we are so excited to talk with you, Samaya. It's been a little while since we last <laughs> talked. And yes. we just want to know how you're doing and, you know, do our week two check-in. And specifically, we want to hear about finding your new role models. Did anyone in particular resonate with you? It was interesting because it was, I don't know, like a lot of things sort of came together, just also environmentally, right? Like Toni Morrison died, which was like really Mm. sad and tragic. And she was also like always going to sort of be the person I was going to talk about. And it sort of like, yeah, it just kind of brought back all of those like, oh, right, this is why this person was so important to me kind of thing. Oh, I love it. You just found your own role model. What drew you to Toni Morrison? My favorite book of hers is Jazz, mm, which is... Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a, a deep, yeah. deeper cut. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, and I think what's so fascinating about it, both like artistically and also just as a person, is just kind of like looking at this tragedy from like the backside and like unraveling kind of the life that led up to it. And like, not in a judgmental way, just in like a, these are things that happened and Mm. in a way that makes the decisions comprehensible. And that doesn't end right. Like the way jazz is set up. I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning, it makes it sound like there's going to be another tragedy at the end, Mm. which doesn't happen. Right. And that's part of the brilliance of the work is it's just like, no, that doesn't need to be how it goes. Um, so, hold on. I can't help but think when you're talking about yeah. the, the um, story and the plotting of jazz that you're talking about yourself here. You mm-hmm. sound like you're... When we first yes. talked to you, it, oh my it sounded like you were setting yourself up for a tragedy, mm-hmm. and then it never happened. Because I think, like, part of the reason why that book's my favorite, besides just the writing, is just... It's this whole idea of, like you can change the outcome Mm. and in like non-obvious ways. Right. Um, Yeah. Just like not necessarily being tied to like everything that happened Mm -hmm. before. And do you feel that in your week two, you were changing the outcome? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think I made more sort of conscious decisions and like enjoyed myself (laughs) more. Oh, that is so fantastic. And also, I have to say, listening to your audio diaries, when you were giving your friend Caroline advice, it sounded like you gained a ton of perspective. Um, so I have some job interviews coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been talking to friends about that. And I think that was like the sort of cool kids club audio diary yeah. was partially just us watching K-pop and partially like talking about because she had interviews coming up earlier than I did Mm. and talking about like how 
we wanted to like process that and think about it, especially as like, you know, it's a difficulty if like it's this very laid out path. Um, and like, it's probably good to try out. Um, I mean, it's definitely useful to try out, right? Like it's not Mm -hmm. great to just be like, Oh, I don't want to do this thing without doing the thing. But I think it gets so caught up in these ideas of like, either you're a sellout if you do it, Mm. or if you don't get the right one, you don't, you're not trying hard enough and just all that stuff. And that was, I don't know. I think we were both kind of dealing with that and trying to think through it. And it's hard, it's hard to remember, like, when you feel like you're in this process of going through these sort of prescribed life moments and and achievements in, in your chosen field of study to be like, oh, these interviews also go both ways. This is mm-hmm. my time to sort of explore these opportunities and this these kinds of people and this kind of work and suss out if it's a place I would want to head or not. Yeah, it is. It's it's hard, and especially when you feel like, okay, well, if I don't get this one, but mm-hmm. is it nice yeah. just to remember? Also, like you're just not alone in this. A lot of people around you are asking the same questions of of like the sort of prescribed path and the path they want to see themselves on. Is that is that at least reassuring? Yeah. No, it really is. So, Samia, at the end of these two weeks, do you feel different about your future prospects? I think that's sort of the best term for it is, like, having more faith. That's so beautiful. Because <laughs> I think, like, a lot of what I was operating within was this idea of, like, if I do X, Y, Z things, then, like, this outcome will happen, right? Like like a slot machine or something. Right. Which, like, isn't how life works. And, and like, that's painfully obvious. Also, just, like, okay, like, even if this doesn't work out, I'll have to do more work. Right. But, but- whatever. You know what, Kristen? Even though Samaya and I are in very different phases of our lives right now, I learned so much from listening to her go through these steps. I don't think you have to be in an elite grad school to be in a, in a time in your life where you need to sort of recheck in with yourself and your values and remind yourself what matters to you despite the whirlwind or trajectories swirling around outside of you. Yeah, and any decisions that we make now in building that trajectory for ourselves, we can change our minds on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we take can a different path. Rewrite our mission statements, hop over to that other path, watch a music video with a friend, and like remember to have faith in ourselves. Yeah, we're crafting our future every day, and I have faith that Samaya is going to craft the future she wants. That's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is the outstanding Lindsay Cradwell. Casey Halford not only mixed this episode, he composed our theme song and is a true champion of audio. Yes, our editor is John Delore. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. And Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. Thanks also to Nora Ritchie. Don't forget to stay in touch with us. Do you have a predicament that you need help with? Do you have any tips for figuring out your future. 
tell us, write to us. Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com and tweet at us. Hit us up at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at We Love You Pod. You can also leave us a voicemail at 601 568 3171. That's 601 Love 171. Ooh, and don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or the Stitcher app or wherever you are listening. You know, we're still new. We're still getting our our sea legs. Help us. Be our boat. Spread the word. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And so can you. Goodbye. Yay, we're so proud of you. We love you. We love you. I don't know if I say I love you back. (laughs) Stitcher. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.